Welcome to Private Club Radio, the industry's first and only program dedicated to education, news, events, trends and announcements. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Very excited to be with you once again here on Private Club Radio, bringing you another rock star guest today. Jeff Morgan, CEO of the Club Managers Association of America, will be joining us. During our discussion with Jeff, we'll learn what it's like to manage an association with over 6,500 members from all corners of the globe, what challenges the CMAA members are facing on a global scale, including how to recruit younger hospitality industry professionals. We're going to take a deep dive into the association's five-year strategic plan that was just released. And Jeff's going to give us some great advice on how to deal with a quickly changing and diverse membership at your club. Before we bring Jeff on, a few announcements for you. The first stop in the Florida CMAA Summer Conference Series will be the Ocean Reef Club in Key Largo, June 19th through the 22nd. Attendees will learn the latest in club management strategies from professionals. And in addition, the event has a fishing tournament, a golf tournament, cooking classes, and more for the whole family. For more information, visit flcmaa.org. And registration is open for the 2016 Association of Club Catering Professionals National Conference. The conference this year is being held in Nashville, Tennessee, August 28th through the 30th. And it's truly a spectacular experience for catering professionals and club managers in the private club industry. Information and registration is on the ACCP website, www.theaccp.com. Are you searching for members? Are you looking to drive revenue to every department of your club? With Course Driver, you can. Course Driver is a custom smartphone application designed specifically for your club. With an app from Course Driver, members and guests will have accurate GPS, tea time booking, satellite weather, scoring, handicap tracking, and even the ability to order food and drinks right from their phone. But the real power of Course Driver is its messaging system. With Course Driver, you can send announcements to members and reach back out to guests with special offers. Visit CourseDriver.com to schedule your demo today. This episode of Private Club Radio Show is brought to you by Wildstyle Media, an award-winning media firm and a leader in high-end audio and video production. Wildstyle Media offers full-service media production, post-production, and creative solutions for your company or brand. Contact us today at wildstylemedia.net or call 813-358-6588 today. All right, it's time to bring on our featured guest. Jeffrey D. Morgan is the Chief Executive Officer of the Club Managers Association of America. After an extensive search in 2014, Morgan was selected from nearly 200 qualified candidates and unanimously approved by the CMAA Board of Directors. He officially joined CMAA on October 1st, 2014. Prior to joining the CMAA in October 2014, Morgan served as President and Chief Executive Officer of the National Investor Relations Institute from 2008 to 2014. Prior to his service there, Morgan was Chief Operating Officer in the Futures Industry Association, 
and Executive Vice President of the Institute for Financial Markets, an affiliate of the FIA. Morgan was Senior Vice President for the National Association of Professional Insurance Agents. A Pennsylvania native, Morgan holds a bachelor's degree in finance from Susquehanna University and a master of science in nonprofit management. He serves on the New York Stock Exchange Individual Investor Advisory Committee. Morgan is a certified association executive and a member and fellow of the American Society of Association Executives. For the past four years, Morgan was named to the NACD Directorship 100, a list of the most influential people in corporate governance. Jeff, welcome to Private Club Radio. Gabe, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So I want to first touch a little bit on your background and history. What got you to becoming the CEO of the CMAA? Yeah, well, I've been here about 18 months, and I am an association professional, so that's what I do. Um, my background, I'm degreed in both finance and business, as well as I have a master's degree in running nonprofits. So uh, in the, I live in the Washington area, and there's plenty of nonprofits here, and have spent time in, in three other nonprofits outside of CMA, and those have been business-focused. Um, Wall Street is one, insurance is another, and the, the third is uh, public companies and their communications aspects. So um, it, when you look at the, the club space, um, all those three really fit in pretty well. And um, there's a lot of change going on at, at, within clubs and at CMA. And, you know, it, it pulled me right in when I talked to the search committee. And I'm delighted to, to be here. And it's been a fun 18 months. And we got lots of good stuff going on. Uh, is there anything about the private club industry, the golf industry that really attracted you to this association? Well, through my through my other positions, I've spent a lot of time in clubs. I am a club member um, as well, so uh, you could say I play golf, but I don't really consider it that because I don't play very well, um, but I dabble in it. But I've spent a lot of time in, in clubs. I live in Annapolis, Maryland, so that's a sailing community, and there's um, plenty of, of, of water-based uh, yacht clubs and, and things around there. Um, through my professional career, I've spent a lot of time in city clubs uh, just because leveraging off of my prior members, we ended up having a lot of meetings in clubs. So, you know, between that and, you know, having having an interest in golf, it was really, you know, you could say it's a passion area or it's an interest area. And I, you know, I think it's a, it, it's just a unique slice of, of America and really of the world. And so the, the attraction came pretty quickly. It was pretty easily, um, you know, it, there wasn't a lot to, to really sell me on. Um, it sold itself, you might say. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a unique, unique industry that we're in. So you just had your CMAA National Convention. It happened out in San Diego this year. I was actually out there. It was a great show that you guys put on. Can you give me some of your highlights and your takeaways that you had from the conference? Sure. Well, I am um, a change agent, and change is something that I believe affects us all, and it's something we need to be very conscious of and talk about. And as an association, you are the the hub of of change or the hub of solutions. And so I would say at our conference, uh, there were several things change-related. You know, certainly the generational challenges. Uh, We live in a a world now where we have five generations in the workforce and um, pretty much the same for many of our clubs as members. So it is a challenge to to make sure you're uh, 
um, figuring out how to, to serve those members and provide them with an exceptional experience as well as how to leverage your workforce properly. So that was certainly one area that we talked a lot about. I think with any conference, leadership and governance are other areas that are pretty important because as the world evolves, you need to have leadership and you need to have a good um, governance structure in order to, to deal with change. And then I think, you know, sort of wrapping around that, there's a lot of things going on um, in in the club space as far as how they are evolving. Now, we've, it's not just, I mean, you mentioned golf before, and that is one type of experience. But I would say I look at it, and I think most, um, most members as well as club managers look at it and say we have a portfolio of assets by which we provide exceptional experiences to our members. Um, you know, we're really in the happiness business. And so what, how do we leverage that portfolio in providing you know, a cross-sectional, and then what I mean by cross-sectional is a cross-generational for the full family um, experience that, that's going to be excellent. And so we have, you know, food and beverage. We have certainly, it's a very, club lifestyle is a very active lifestyle. So there is golf, there is um, yachting and boating and swimming and tennis and, you know, all sorts of other things as well. So you're, you're always talking about how can you uh, leverage and see what's going to happen and, and how do you leverage going forward um, to serve your members the best. So not only do we provide education and professional development in those areas, but I think the great thing about conference is it brings a community together, not only from the United States, but across the world. And, you know, you share ideas with each other and, you know, that, that is that, that networking aspect is so keen with any, any sort of event like this. Absolutely. I'm sure a lot of great ideas emanated from it. I know I had some uh, good uh, relationships uh, struck there as well. So I definitely good. definitely re- recommend listeners, if they haven't ever been to one, definitely check it out. Next year's going to be in Orlando, I believe. It is, absolutely. And we would certainly welcome any and all. You mentioned that there's five different generations sort of colliding at clubs. And on on a, that similar strain, you've ha- you guys have 6,500 members of the CMAA from all corners of the globe. It can't be easy to coordinate some sort of a coherent message or a coherent approach that that everybody can get on board with. How do you actually manage that? Well, it's funny you say that because um, when I walked in the door 18 months ago, that was really um, something that you know, as I talked to members and visited with members, it was something that everybody said, oh, we're different, we're unique. And, uh, you know, instead of having, and in my head, you start going into segments of members, you know, a golf club is different than a yacht club is different than a city club. And that is true. But you know, when we went through our strategic planning process that I'm, I know we'll get in, um, we asked folks, what are the, the issues that keep you up at night? And it's ironic that, uh, when we cut across the membership, those issues, there really was about nine or ten issues that came to the forefront, and those issues were consistent across the entire membership. Wow. So there is a commonality of our membership. And while we want to deliver services um, you know, that appeal to you as a member, you can start to break those down into buckets. And those buckets are certainly club type. 
Um, you know, and there's certainly revenue segments, a small club versus a mid club versus a very large club. There are also geographical differences, and there's also differences um, in where people are in their career. Are they just starting their career? Are they mid-career? Are they senior um, professionals? So there are segments, but it's interesting that a lot of the the issues that we all struggle with are you know really cut across the entire club space. So therefore, serving a, a broad and diverse membership isn't quite as difficult as it might seem on the surface. Interesting. So the problems of a club manager in New Zealand might might be the same as the ones in the United States after all. You bet. Absolutely. So what are some of those big issues that club managers are facing or they're going to need to prepare themselves for in the coming years? Well, they they start with things like hiring staff and retaining staff and how do you make sure you get skilled employees? Um, and then they go into areas of how do you meet the, the changing member expectations within your club? How do you ensure you have a governance structure that um, meets the needs of the club and continues to evolve? How do you deal with technology? Um, you know, we have a lot of technology that's being thrown at us. Uh, I won't say technology is disposable, but it changes very quickly. And as clubs, we need to look at how we can use how we can use technology and, and and what technology is best for our clubs. Uh, and it goes on into the generational challenges that we talked about, how we operate more efficiently and effectively as businesses, because we really are businesses. And so those are some of the challenges uh, that our members have. What makes the club manager position just such a unique job? I think it starts with, you know, it's rooted in hospitality, obviously. And our business is, is bringing happiness and providing happiness. And when you come into a, a club, um, you know, in essence, it is a resort or an oasis that's in your local community. So we're working when others play, you know, and that's okay. Um, we're providing hospitality, but we're providing it at, at such a uh, exceptional level. You know, we are experiences. We provide experiences, and they're exceptional experiences. So I think it's an exciting area. It is a challenging uh, profession, but, you know, it's it, it gives you a tremendous sense of fulfillment to see your members happy, these members you see on a regular basis, and to see them come into the club and relax and, um, you know, just have a great experience. And so it really takes a, a special professional that uh, can really deliver that that type of service at that high level to the members and meet their expectations. I think that's a great distinction that you just made that this business is providing experiences. I think a lot of times people think of it as they're providing a product or some sort of other outlet, but it's really the experience. That's that's great advice. Yeah, absolutely. How can the CMA get the next generation, so these young hospitality professionals and students studying the, this uh, industry, how can you get them excited about getting into clubs and getting into this industry as a career path? Well, I think it starts with, with telling our, our club story better. Uh, when you're going through a hospitality school, you are bombarded, and we are all bombarded in society by the big hotelier chains and resorts and 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 things that are, are really glitzy and glamorous, uh, or at least that's the, the perception. And clubs are largely independent small businesses in your community. So we don't have the the girth or breadth to be out there selling our concepts um, to potential new employees like these big these big hoteliers do. But when you look at, at at sort of the root of what drives millennials, 
Um, you know, in some 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 of the surveys that you see, 95% of millennials find it's very important to contribute to an organizational mission. So our mission is happiness. What what better mission could you have? Right. Um, 90% of millennials desire fun and social work environments. Again, why not come and work at a club? Because that is what we're all about. And I think lastly, um, you know, millennials today, they're not driven by salary and compensation. So, you know, in a hotel chain, you, you start low and you move up and you may move different cities. And, um, you know, it, it's a very long progression. We're in a smaller business. Uh, if you shine, you can move up the, 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 the chain of command in a club very quickly and potentially stay in your area. So I think clubs really have a great uh, message to tell for, for employees. I think our challenge is we're not telling it and not getting it out there. And that's, and we need to do more of that, uh, you know, to, to, to pull in folks and, and, and have folks really look at clubs. We at CMAA have a very um, good uh, student uh, program. We have some 50 chapters across the United States, and it is very vibrant. We do a student conference. We help provide internships uh, for young professionals. We do mentoring. So there is a pathway in, and there's a lot of people that once they taste it, they get very excited about clubs. Uh, but, you know, it's something that you can't rest on your laurels and continue to need to look at how people are making those decisions, how those young people are making those decisions, and be sure you're out there telling the story. I think at the conference, those were red badges. Am I right? They were. Yeah, there was a lot of them, and they were being these in big packs of them. So it seemed yeah, like uh, you guys did a great job attracting them to the conference. Thank you. Yeah. So let's get into your strategic plan that we first mentioned. You recently released a five-year strategic plan, kind of takes the organization through 2020. Can you give us some of those highlights? Sure. The plan is, uh, you know, earlier we talked about the, some of the member challenges, and so that really is at the core of it. And uh, what we did is we we took that input from our members. So in about 30% of our members answered a survey that helped us uh, start to, to form the basis of the, the strategic plan. And then we used about 175 leaders of the association, um, both from the service provider, from our chapters, and from national leaders to help develop the plan. And they worked around coming up with how do we how do we solve these these challenges in a way that an association provides um, education and information and research and networking? And we really came up with with six different areas for a strategic plan that includes membership and how we look at membership, some of those segments that we talked about earlier. Right. Professional development is another area that uh, we have a big focus on. There's a huge number of competencies that we may not necessarily um, consider core in in the club as a club professional right now, and we need to to look forward. And in fact, we have a 2027 initiative of saying how are things going to evolve and how do we start start to set the stage um, for developing those skills. And those skills may be in marketing, branding, using technology, um, and other things. And so there's a huge focus on on that professional development to make sure our skill set is 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 vibrant. The third area is research. Uh, you know, we are seeing a, an evolution within club management to where you know clubs traditionally 
emotional decision-making has been a very integral part of that decision-making. You know, just as businesses, small businesses um, have evolved, clubs are evolving, and clubs are expecting and using much more data and information married with that, that emotional or, um, you know, your member-based feedback. And so all of that uh, for CMA, you know, we are and want to be and are in the process of developing sort of that best best practice warehouse for club management. So that is an area that is um, huge. And the fourth area is advocacy. And often we think of advocacy in Washington. And so we are looking to to make sure our partnerships um, throughout those organizations that, that touch club management, we leverage uh, our organizations as a whole for advocacy in Washington. But there's also advocacy in the states. And our chapters, and we have 40-some chapters, um, have various different uh, sizes and different abilities. And we want to make sure that uh, tax issues and other issues that are happening at the states, our chapters um, can, can work on those and have a process to make sure that they get their voice heard as small businesses at the state level. And then the third piece of advocacy is really um, making sure the club management professional profession and professional are seen and evolving and growing in the eyes of the boards and in the eyes of, of uh, as club management evolves. So that really is more of a PR type of, of position from an advocacy standpoint. Sure. And it's focused not only in the U.S., but globally. Our certification program is a global program. We have global partners all over um, the world in most continents, um, not in Antarctica. Um, we, we haven't <laughs> seen that happen yet. Not yet. Um, but uh, we want to make sure that the, the profession develops globally um, consistently across, across the world. And so that is also a piece of our advocacy. Uh, number five is club management, and, and that really encompasses how the club management profession is changing and, and talks about clubs are evolving, and so therefore we need to be providing the, that space to, to make sure that everybody understands how clubs are evolving. And the last one is an internal piece. Um, and we have some, um, some some needs internally to upgrade our technology, uh, just as we're talking about clubs with technology. CMA has uh, technology upgrade needs and other needs, and so those are the six areas. And um, it's it's pretty exciting, and it's online for you know at our website for anybody to to link to and see. And um, you know the the nice thing about how we're moving forward is it's it's not. Uh, myself and staff implementing the plan, this is a community effort, and this is something that uh, the plan has goals and objectives, but the strategies for implementation will be worked on by our members uh, throughout the the period of this strategic plan and really be implemented by our members as well. So it is a a member engagement or a community-based strategic plan, and you know, that is something new for, for CMAA, I think, at least in the last recent years. And I'm pretty excited about, you know, us doing this as a community and adopting it as a community. Yeah, I just want to let listeners know that we have a link on Jeff's show notes page on our website on Private Club Radio. You can actually take a look at the strategic plan that the CMAA has developed. Well, and thank you right for doing there. that. Yeah, no, thank you guys for providing it. And a couple, you know, a couple 
pieces that I, I took from that. One thing I, I, that I noticed is that you guys have a plan to develop like an easily searchable online database of club management knowledge. And I think that yep. is a really excellent thing, especially in this world. Uh, everybody wants information at their fingertips and it looks like you're going to be able to provide it uh, for folks very easily. Well, and I think, and thank you, and I think that that's an area that's, um, it's not about just CMA resources. We are the, the home for club management, and so people come and look at, at us first. And while and we have great relationships with a lot of service providers out there in the community, so why not us start to take those links and be that storehouse um, or warehouse or that place where you link out to other resources that are out there. So, yeah, that, that I think is, a, is very important. Beautiful. And the other thing I kind of just get the sense from from what you've just laid out is that you guys are taking a very proactive approach. And I think a lot of industries and a lot of uh, other associations out there have sort of a reactive approach where they're kind of like seeing what comes at them and then making decisions uh, based on that. But it looks like you guys are really taking a proactive approach and and getting out ahead of, of what's happening out there. Thank you. And I think that was that was by design. And that's why we started out with what are your challenges? Because that's really what we want to be here for is to, to help you be better professionals and for clubs to, to evolve to be better serving of their membership. So so um, it is very proactive and in focus. Thank you. I love it. So how do GMs and, and your membership, how do they actually get involved and sort of make some of these things a reality? To join CMA is very easy. Um, you can get on our website and see information there. And once you're a member uh, annually um, in the summer, we do a call for um, committee involvement or other participation. And it's and, and really what members do is fill out a form and say where they're interested. And then we try to use as many of those people throughout the year. So it may be on a national committee. It may be a volunteer at conference. Um, it may be uh, a volunteer on the task force, um, you know, but even in more simplistic form, uh, you know, answering a survey is a way to, to get your viewpoint and be part of the, the energy of the association. Doing something at a chapter level and, and being a volunteer at a chapter level is another spot. Speaking is another spot. We've just gone through conference. Our uh, ability to apply or submit for to speak at next year's conference with your great idea will come up soon, and you know, that's another way to participate. So uh, our association, as in many associations, are very community-based, and um, the more people get involved, the better the organization is, and the, the happier you are, and the more you're fulfilled as members. Perfect. So, Jeff, what are your own personal goals for the organization? What do you want your lasting legacy to be? Well, that's that's a good question. And I would say that my personal goal for the association is that the value proposition is at the highest level possible. Just as our members provide exceptional experiences for their members, I want CMAA to provide the most exceptional experience for our members. And that experience is in information, in community, in networking, in professional development. So that really is my focus, and I think that's our focus as staff is, um, you know, if we do that and continue to evolve to do that, um, CMAA will be the best it can be, and I'll be a happy camper. <laughs> Beautiful. So um, what are some of the challenges or key issues in this next five-year stretch that's going to be 2016 to 2020 that your strategic plan covers? What are some of the key issues that private clubs are going to be facing, and what do you think 
GMs and other club staff are going to need in terms of a skill set in order to overcome those? Well, I think we've touched on some of them. Um, you know, you know, certainly this evolution as a business um, and and operating as a business continues, um, which means data centric decision making married with the emotion and the governance process. And I think anytime you do that, it's a um, you know, it's also it's a skill and an art. And so as professionals, we need to to do that. So that whole governance process is key. I, I think that um, you know, governance in itself is is a key for evolution. Our our members are changing, our boards are changing, and as we have multi generational, um, you know, as well as lots of other diversity on our boards, um, you know, we look around and diversity breeds excellence, and so. If our boards are diverse and represent all our various constituents, it is um, very much uh, not only a challenge um, to lead a group that's very diverse, but to to help them come to consensus and to make sure we are serving all our members. So I think that is a skill set that club managers continue to, to need to develop. And I think the last one, it's another one that we talked about, is this generational issue. Um, the generations aren't getting away, going away. It seems to me that generations are becoming um, even smaller segments. Um, you know, we're already moved on from millennials, and I think it's Gen I that's right behind them, and they have very different needs. So we always have to be forward-looking. We always have to be thinking, how do we integrate all those generations in our clubs in a way to serve them because they want to be served differently, but yet move the club forward and provide a home for, for everybody. So, and then the opposite side of that is it's not only about the members, it's also about the employees and how do you create work-life balance and fulfillment for your, your staff to make sure that it's not just about work, but everybody is, is excited about the mission of the club and, you know, serving the members in the best way possible. So those are some of the, some of the areas. And so you can see that there's, you know, the skill set for a club manager is not going to stay still and it's going to change. And that's what CMA is here for is to, to help be that base to provide the change in the knowledge and the skills and the tools to, to evolve. Interesting. So you do this on a more macro level and I want to sort of bring it into a micro level. What you just mentioned is that, you know, folks are going to be tasked very shortly with dealing with all different types of personality types and demographics and age and generations and things. What's your advice, you know, on a personal level for general managers and for other club staff in, in, in meeting the needs of, of a diverse membership, just like you meet the, the needs of a diverse um, associations membership? I think it starts with understanding. You need to understand the the generations. We talked earlier a little bit about what drives millennials. Um, You know, we have Gen X, you know, which is at the core of their um, or at the prime of their joining clubs. Um, you know, they are at the, the, the height of their income. Um, they're in their, their late forties, early or late thirties, early forties. And when you look at that generation, for instance, uh, it's a generation that is very focused on fitness and an active lifestyle. And they want to be younger. We all want to be younger. Um, you know, baby boomers do too. And so, you know, I think that 
you need to see so so that healthy lifestyle, that active lifestyle, all fit into to how clubs are evolving. And so you see things like um, the menus uh, changing to be more healthy or or farm to table type of menus. You see uh, clubs providing not just fitness centers but a whole wellness aspect uh, for club members. Right. You see that moving into you know, it's not just about uh, the older generation. It's about the kids and the children. And, you know, many clubs have huge number of youth activities that, that run from swimming to um, to golf, to tennis, to, to fitness, to other things. So, you know, we've gone through a period where our school system may be um, lacking in some of the, the physical education component, and clubs have picked that up. So understanding that as general managers helps you to leverage the portfolio of assets you have in a club in the best way possible to start to serve your members or potential members um, in the, the radius that your club hits, which is usually, you know, 10 to 15 miles in, in that demographic of, of your club. I knew you'd be the right person to ask that question. If you're the CEO of a multinational association, you've got to be a people person. <laughs> yep, absolutely. All right. So uh, we've come to the the last question of the day. What's the one club that if that you either dream of visiting someday or that you've already been to and you think listeners would really enjoy? Well, I'm going to probably, you know, every club I go to is special, um, you know, and because my members are special and it's and it's pretty cool to see um, the diversity of clubs. But one of the things that probably most people don't know is I'm a big history buff. And so I love history. So to be able to go through clubs and see some of how, how history is is part of that club has been pretty cool. From the Union League Club in Philadelphia, where um, one of the things that they have is the podium that, that Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address on. Wow. To uh, the San Diego Yacht Club um, that has a history of more Olympic medals than most countries have from, from their members. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, to the, to the Buffalo Club, uh, which is a city club in Buffalo, that where um, when McKinley, President McKinley was shot, uh, the government was actually run out of that club. So, you know, there's a lot of, of cool history in clubs. Certainly, you know, when you look closer to probably what you would expect and say something about golf, you know, to be able to to have a tour of of the the champions locker room um at Augusta was pretty awesome and oh, to see bet. the names on those lockers. So that has been very cool. Um but I guess what I would I would say as far as what I haven't done is uh, when you look at the history of clubs, many clubs uh, in the United States have a great history, but when you go over into Europe, particularly the United Kingdom, the history is even deeper. Sure. And uh, CMAA is, is running a BMI International program this fall to London. And so some of the clubs that, that we'll visit um, are, are the Royal Automobile Club and the Royal Air Force Club, and probably the one that, that 
I'm excited about is to be able to visit the All England Club where Wimbledon is played and to be able to see the history and soak up that that history. So, um, you know, I think every club I go to is special, but I think for me, you know, I like to hear the story of the club and that that everybody has a story, even if they're a young club, and that history is what what I get so excited about. Great answer. Great list. I'm going to put some of those on my list. Absolutely. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. How do folks find out about you and about the CMAA? Well, we're on the web, and that's probably the easiest spot in society today, and it's www.cmaa.org. Jeff, thanks so much. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much, Gabe. Another fantastic guest. We're really honored on this show to have such an incredible guest lineup. And we just announced some new guests coming up later this month and into the month of May. So next week, we'll be speaking to Michael Crandall. He's a certified nice guy. He's an author and a speaker, and he's got lots to tell us about what it's like to be a great general manager. On April 18th, we'll be joined by Norm Spitzig, principal and senior partner at Master Club Advisors. On April 25th, we'll be joined by Peter Nanula, chairman of Concert Golf Partners. We'll be discussing capital for clubs and how to fund capital projects. On May 2nd, Nick Weir, founder and CEO of Little Owl Entertainment, will join us. And on May 9th, Miles Tucker, general manager and COO at Hillcrest Country Club. For more information about any of our guests, past or present, visit privateclubradio.com. We have links to all of them there. And while you're there, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, go ahead and hit the subscribe today button. That button is going to take you to some direct links and give you some step-by-step directions. So you can download this show on your iPhone or on your Android and have it download every new episode each Monday. Don't forget to tell your friends about what we're doing and what we're talking about here on Private Club Radio. Share the love for us. Until next week, here's to your membership success. Just because this round is over doesn't mean you can't enjoy the 19th hole. Check out privateclubradio.com for more. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Shake Creative, the premier marketing and design firm helping prestigious clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit shaketamper.com to learn more.